We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Well, Richard, i got to tell you. Uh-oh. I have been sick as an animal the past week, but no. I'm here tonight with you. What do you got? What do you, what do you get, a, um, a bug? It's not a bug. It, it, it's a full-blown sinus infection. Oh. You can hear it a little bit in my voice. Was, I can. I remember I, again, I'm like, I get a little bit of a cold and, you know, whatever. Nope, full-blown antibiotics. You know, I'm, I'm on the mend now, but... Gee whiz, was uh, I in bad shape. And I hate to point it out, but you're usually the gentleman that gives us tips on maybe how to you know, wash your hands and you know, drink vitamin C, that kind of thing. But you, it still was able to get to you. Well, you know what it was? I, one of, my younger daughter came home, what I, what I call a daycare cold. She was very snotty and drooly and sure. red in the eye. Sure. So I'm like, eh, whatever. I can fight that off because I am a person of considerable strength when it comes to my immune system. Correct. But, Wow. That gate, that one was packed a wallop. Couldn't couldn't do it. And I'll tell you what, yeah. this should be a, a week to to really celebrate because uh, last Friday you made your on air weei debut. I did, boy, boy, howdy! <laughs> you should, boy, I did. boy, did you ever? So hopefully everybody was able to hear that. But uh, last Friday from six to seven, it was basically hashtag Dork Takeover as we were filling in on the uh, the night program. We did a solid hour. We we did, we started with some sports just to maybe throw everybody off the scent. And then we went full all in on the hashtag Dork Madness bracket. A lot of good TV talk, I thought. Now I'm sure I'm sure there was some like you know diehard Boston sports fan, as we all are. Yes. You know, um, it was you know cursing his radio, and you didn't want to hear this you know pansy ass nerd stuff. But. Correct. But hey, that's some of the uh, that's what you're going to get. I you know apologize to that Give person, but they're not listening now because this is for for Dork fans only, Ryan. That's right. All right, let's get to the uh, the news and notes, shall we? Hit it. This is actually one of the things we discussed while you were on the air, and that was the Deadpool 2 trailer released since our last episode, and this thing looks like an absolute treat. It does, doesn't it? Just a feast for the eyes. And I said I said on the air, too, I, I just hope they didn't give too much away. Yeah, I know. And I think, you know, with the Deadpool character, like, you're going to get all those quips. You're going to get, there's going to be a lot of violence. There's going to be a lot of, you know, jokes. There's going to be a lot of that. And I think the additions... You know, his girlfriend's still back, but you're bringing in Domino. You're obviously bringing in Cable. I think those are going to be two. I, I like both of them already. And so I, 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 this is, and they're going to they're spin forward to X-Force. You, they're going to have a couple surprises up their sleeve. There was the uh, report out there that they had reshoots just to bring in a, another character. So who the hell knows who that could be? Who knows? There, there may yeah. be surprises along the way as well. And I love the fact that from what I've seen of Josh Brolin, like he's playing this dead straight. Yeah, like, and that's like going to be good. Super serious. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's true. That's going to be really good. Speaking of superhero movies, Ryan, Black Panther, now the highest grossing superhero film in the United States of all time. Uh, last check, over $630 million made. And that's domestic, right? It's over a billion worldwide? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hats off to him. And a well-deserving film. A very good film. Let me ask you this. Will that record make it through the year, or will Infinity War top it? I think it's... Uh, it, so you had um, James Gunn come out and said that, you know, this is incredible. Like, Infinity War is incredible. He's been on set. He's seen the dailies. He's seen, like, an early cut of the movie. Yeah. And he's already saying it's incredible. I mean, if he, if he knows what... He does know what incredible looks like. He so, does. Um, I'm, it's it's going to be tight. I don't want to make the call just yet. I think it beats it. I, I think it beats it. And I think, you know, a big part of that, which helps is, uh, based on the previews, a lot of it does take place in Wakanda, or at least some of it takes place in Wakanda. You're bringing back Black Panther. You're going to bring back some of the, the characters, you know, like his sister is going to be in it. Okoye is going to be in it. But then on top of it, you're getting all of the Marvel fans. And I think they all turned out certainly for, for Black Panther, but even more so, like, this is going to be the movie. Like, this is one where if you're somebody, if you only saw one movie in the theater all year, I think it would be Infinity War. And maybe Absolutely. maybe I'm nuts, but I think it's going to be just so crazy. Everybody's going to be talking about it. And, yeah, you're not going to, I mean, this is the 19th MCU movie. Like, you're, if you watch any of these other ones, and they all, they all did really well money-wise, like the first Avengers, this is, this is going to break records. This is going to be insane. And, and like you said, the way they're marketing it, it almost looks like Black black panther one and a half yeah it does yeah it's got that feel to it which makes sense they should you know i mean yeah, it, it, that it. movie was good and it did so well and it's the most recent one so why not and it's it's everybody also is in it so whoever your favorite is you can you can tune in just for that now on the flip side you have the x-men movies over at fox which is still fox i think for now yeah what is going on well the dark phoenix was supposed to be out november 2nd of this year they have bumped it to valentine's day next year and the new mutants which already got pushed back once is now been pushed back again so new mutants is now not coming out until august of 2019 it was supposed to be april of this year and now it is august of 19 there's no way these are going to be good right no and from what i've told significant reshoots Mm. so not great no not great at all uh now back to the mcu for a moment cloak and dagger just had a trailer released. This is going to be a TV show on Freeform, and this is technically within the MCU, just like all the Netflix ones technically are, just like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, The Runaways. Uh, there might be another one, but Cloak and Dagger is also in the MCU. I don't. This is going to, for me, I think, fall under the you-can't-watch-everything category. Yeah, is it, what even, I think, what was Freeform was like... Spike? No, no, no. It was... No, 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 no. It was like... Oh, ABC Family. It was ABC Family. ABC Family. Yeah, it's now Freeform. So it's falling under that banner, so I I don't know... You know, Pretty Little Liars was on that channel, and that got out there at some some points. Yeah, they could get loose, violence and stuff, but uh, they could do that stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's not good. But depending on when it's set, like, you can't have Infinity War happen, and then this show not reference it nonstop because Infinity War is going to, like, change the game, right? Like, if, if New York is getting destroyed again or if something else is, like, crazy is happening in the world, you can't pretend it's in its own bubble. And, like, that's going to drive me nuts no. if, they, if they try that shit. Uh, no. This is some good news, or at least I, I think it's good news. Stephen S. DeKnight, 
I guess he's the former showrunner for Daredevil. He also directed Pacific Rim Uprising, which people were certainly excited about. Uh, he, <laughs> they were certainly excited about that until it came out. Yeah, well, he wants to make a Moon Knight show. This would be pretty good. And you and I have touched on Moon Knight a couple times, and it's an interesting character in that he's just fucking crazy. Like, he's, you know, there's yeah. multiple personality disorder, schizophrenia. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on with this character. He was where the Moon Knight. The Moon Knight character, in some not like from book to book, changes the character. Yeah. Oh, it's it's pretty out there. And what I think originally started as just Marvel's version of Batman, like they yeah. completely took it in a different direction. And it was a Jeff Lemire his run, like the lunatic thing, is is definitely worth reading. So yeah, like I, this one, he's in he's in the suit, and then the next, like he's in like a three piece like white suit. Yeah. And he's kind of like this gangster vibe, and then the next he's like doing the Batman thing with the cape, and it's just a really cool character. And then he's in a straitjacket. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, there you go. Hey, uh, Ryan, do you remember the uh, Deadpool animated show on FX with Donald Glover that we told yeah, you about? Yeah, I remember them here that he was, it was in, in development was the last I had heard of this. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, I know, I heard. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, it's... Yep. So I heard it was in development, and then... So that's done. Creative differences, That is obviously. That is out. Uh, more yeah. TV news. Fear the Walking Dead... Is back next month. They had a trailer released. Uh, I guess this is a spoiler, although it's in the trailer, so I think most of you don't care anyway at this point. But they had said a while ago they're going to cross over a character from The Walking Dead into Fear the Walking Dead. They revealed that that character was Morgan, and they show him in this trailer, kind of kicking some ass. But I'm like, I don't even know if I. I've heard Fear the Walking Dead's actually pretty good, but I'm like, I can't go back. I watched the first season, and then I bailed. But I don't know. I'm still watching. Isn't the Morgan like a tertiary character too? Like he's not even like, like uh, he just pops in and out. Like he's and he's a regular season. He's in like two two episodes. He's back to being a regular now. Oh, okay. On The Walking Dead, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that wasn't by. I'm sure that was by accident too, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. We got uh, HBO news. Silicon Valley season five debuted this past weekend. What did you think? Uh, I, I tweeted it out. I, like, what I'm getting frustrated with is not the lack of T.J. Miller. I thought without T.J. Miller, they did a pretty good job without him because uh, they reference him all the time. Um, Jin Yang uh, continues to be one of the stronger characters in the show for me. Yes, Jin um, Yang and Jared are basically going to carry the show now for you. They have well, to. The, problem, the problem I have is like, for people who claim to be like these like, tech geniuses, like how bad they are at being tech geniuses yeah. is starting to wear on me a little bit. It is, like, it's, how many times can you screw up? It's very much the exact same pattern on that show. Yeah. Million-dollar like idea. Did, oh, things yeah. are going really well. Something happens. Now we don't have anything. Like, back to having a really good idea again. We got the investors. Oh, now we don't have investors. Like, oh, my God, we're going to court. Oh, Gavin Belson. Like, we're up yeah. against him now. Oh, we're teammates. Psych. Now we hate each other again. And you're like, okay, I've right. kind of seen it. And, yeah, TJ Miller, I thought, was the funniest guy on the show for the first four seasons. So, that's going to be tough. But a half-hour comedy, like I'll probably keep up with it, but I have lower expectations. Whereas Barry, the Bill Hader show, that also came out this uh, past Sunday. This is the one where he is a hitman, but then he stumbles upon an acting class and feels like this is his calling. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm already in. Like, I like Bill Hader anyway, so it's going to give it a chance no matter what. But the first episode, it's going to be a dark comedy, obviously, but I think this has a chance to be pretty good. It doesn't have his, uh, what's his name, Stephen Root, the guy who plays Milton in Office Stephen Root is in it, and yeah. uh, so is the Fonz. The Fonz is in it. Oh, wow, this. yeah, the Wink. 
and Henry Winkler. <laughs> Henry Winkler is in there, and he's he's pretty good. So I think the show is definitely going to be uh, promising to say the yeah, least. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that yet because my wife was falling asleep during Silicon Valley. Oh, sorry, my wife Thank was you. falling asleep during Silicon Valley, and then said she was too tired to watch Barry, but I wasn't allowed to watch it without her, so I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, is, is so I'm that, probably going to watch yeah. that tonight. All right, good. I think I yeah. think it's very good. I think you'll like it. Uh, and also this week, Ready Player One will hit theaters. How excited are you for this? I'm I'm um, in the process right now. I'm going through the process of uh, tempering my expectations for this movie because what I've been hearing is some really good things and some things that are like, eh, you kind of missed it a little bit. Oh you know? boy, yeah. Um, and these are from very reputable, not friends, but like reputable critics and things like that who are like, it's it's fun, but. You know what I mean? Or it's it's re- it's a spectacle, but you know yeah. there's always that little but that comes in with it. So um, yeah, that's not great. Which I think for people like us, it's going to be it's just a fun movie that you should see in the theater. Like these are movies, like you know, uh, like the Marvel movies or anything like that. Um, King Kong movies. These are movies that are supposed to be seen in a theater. The dinosaur so I think that's, movies. That's what it's for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely going to see it in like IMAX and like as big as I can see it, because that's the way it's supposed to be yeah. seen. I think if you don't see this in the theater, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Right. But. Uh, same can be said about the Tyler Perry movies. Like, you got to get your ass out there, see Acrimony. Hallelujah! <laughs> you got to see that in theater. Just, just, you know, to say that you did. I, I'm thinking about not reading the book and the, just seeing the movie. Now, before you say anything, it's... I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying a word. It's mostly because I'm lazy, but... I also think for the podcast, it might be better to have one person who has read the book and is familiar with the source material right. and another person who is right. just going in blind, right? Do you, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> okay. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right. What do you got, sir? Well, I got something for you, Richard. Ooh. For the... For the foreseeable future, this video game minute and all, cons- and, and all subsequent video game minutes are now brought to you by Illusion Grips. What? That's right. Hold on. You heard it. Hold yep, on. Yep. Hold now, on a, a hashtag dork news flash. Oh, sorry about that. Go ahead. What, what? No, you, you know what's fine. I, this is big news for the dork community. Uh, we, we were talking to Wild Bill Soda. Actually, I was talking to them. They, it was a one-way conversation. And then... <laughs> I reached out to a Massachusetts company called Illusion Grips, who sell custom grips for PlayStation and Xbox controllers. Nice. And I said, look, I got this thing going on. Um, would you guys be interested? And Kyle got back to me right, right away from Illusion Grips. He's like, we listen to WEI. We know who Keith is. We want to be a part of this. Like, how can we do this? And I said, well, you just ask me. <laughs> so from here on out, the Davies Video Game Minute will be brought to you by Illusion Grips, which, bring, which are co- ridiculously inexpensive custom grips for your controllers. Like, if you're like me, I play a lot of video games. I wear the thumbs down really quickly. They rip on me. So Illusion Grips, as low as a dollar, you can get custom grips. Wow. Um, and shells for your controller itself. So if your hands are sweaty and your controller slips, definitely check them out. Their uh, website is illusiongrips.tictail.com. That's illusiongrips.tictail.com. Or you can find them at Illusion Grips on Twitter. So please go and check them out and buy their stuff because they're great guys. So How about that? Them. You can suck yep. on that, Wild Bill. How about that? Yeah. 
And yes, do you actually have another, a video game minute, or do you just have the sponsor this week? No, 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 no. We have one, and we're guess what we're bringing back. What's that? Oh, we're going balls deep this week. Yes. Yes. Cue and the that, sounder. That, we don't have a sound. Oh, wait a minute. We don't have a sounder for balls deep, do we? <laughs> now a hashtag dork news flash. Now it turns out just the breaking news again. And that which we are going balls deep on is Far Cry Five, which just came out. Uh, Technically today, Ooh. Um, I started playing it. I have a very emotional attachment to this game, Richard. Rich, uh, another fun fact about the Dork Podcast is we love our animals. Yes. Um, and when I was so Far Cry Five is obviously it's, it takes place in Montana. It's an open world game, like most of the other Far Cry games. You're taking out this uh, pretty aggressive cult in Montana in a secluded part of Montana, which is actually really cool. Are they? Uh, it's, are they branch? Sorry, are they branch Davidians? Oh, no, they're uh, Eden's Gate, so they're kind of like Branch Davidians. All right. Yep, so it's uh, kind of a cool villain that you meet right on the start. Um, and the, the cool thing now is you get animal companions in this game. Now, the crazy thing that was pitched to me about, the, I saw this and I'm looking at the, all this stuff, uh, it's a beautiful-looking game, um, and the first animal companion you meet is a Australian cattle dog mix named Boomer. Ooh. Now, Richard... Right when I graduated college and I got my first job and I was settled into where I was living in Connecticut, I purchased an Australian cattle dog and named him Boomer. How about this? That's so, very nice. And he passed away tragically at a very young age, and now I have a digital Boomer back in my life, and I refuse to deal with any other pet in the game. Yes. There's a, there's a bear named Cheeseburger who, who you can, is your friend and can maul people for you. And I'm still sticking with Boomer. I feel like so. I don't want to be a downer here, but I feel like people may ask what happened to poor Boomer. It's a long story that involved me boarding him or him being boarded in a kennel, um, developing kennel cough, and then the person who ran the boarding house uh, taking cortisone and shooting into his neck and killing him. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. I don't think I can continue doing the fucking podcast today. Well, you that asked. You I asked. I did. I feel like we were going to get tweets, and it's better than you trying to respond on Twitter. But I am. Yeah. Yeah. Very, that's why I said Trent. So now I have I Boomer back. Shook. Holy fuck, Ben. Which is, which is nice. But Illusion Grips, doc, Illusion Grips. Yeah. com or at Illusion Grips on Twitter. Check them out, buy their stuff, and play a lot of video games and buy more of them. <sighs> All right. Hit them up. Hit them up. I'm trying Hit to write up. the ship here, Richie. You, you, you took it down, to, but it was, it was important to me to get Boomer's story out there. And, you know, friend Boomer. Be, be Boomer's friend in Far Cry 5. Yes, absolutely. Now, Ryan, let me ask you this. Are you ready for the topic du jour? I've completely forgotten what that was, my man. No, that's the topic of the day. And today, oh, right, right. it is canceled superhero movies. So, Love it. Now, uh, the website Screen Rant, they had, uh, they've done a few of these lists before. So a lot of the information I'm getting is from Screen Rant. So it's not like I uh, got all this information from somebody. Uh, this was, it's all online. Screen Rant had it. And they have a whole bunch of them that we'll get to. I think the most famous one, and we both talked about this briefly because there was a documentary about it, but it was the Superman Lives. This was supposed yeah. to be the Tim Burton Superman, I think it was going to be called, uh, or the, the documentary was called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? But this was Tim Burton, it was going to be Nicolas Cage, and there's those famous pictures of Nicolas Cage test shooting the Superman outfit, which looks ridiculous. They had a bunch of different writers in there at one point, including Kevin Smith. And this is also, I think it was just last week we were talking about the producer, John Peters, who yes. just desperately wanted a spider. 
That's all he wanted. In the movie. That's, uh, that was his biggest hope. He's like, I, we got to have a spider villain. And they're like, what? But anyway, this is maybe the most famous one. But this movie, I mean, I can't even imagine what it, what it would have been. I think it would have made Batman Forever look like the Dark Knight. Yeah, and this is just the, from the story to the and the story that you see the picture of Nicolas Cage in the Superman suit, and that was one of the ones they were testing. That yeah. you find that out in the movie, that was just happened to be the one picture that leaked. There was actually tons of costumes that they were trying out. Yeah, but the, even with that, I mean, this movie just looked bonkers. It looked absolutely insane, and it's just funny to think of just like Nicolas Cage and how. He is a comedic actor without trying to be comedic in any way. Like everybody right. just sees him and just laughs at all the things that he's in, whether it's Face Off or Wicker Man or whatever. And if you had him play Superman, like I just don't think, like this, that could have been the ultimate kind of cult status movie. I think I think people would have watched it, and it, but it just would have been. I'm trying to think of a superhero movie comparable. Like I don't know if there is one. No, there really isn't because it's just so ridiculous and. I believe, and this is, this is uh, a Google-worthy search, but I, I believe one of Nicholas Cage's son's name is Kal-El. Oh, I think you might be right. And he's a big Superman fan. He's yes. also a big comic book fan. Like, Cage is an uh, acting name, whatever the hell they call it, like a, yeah. like a whatever. And stage K- name. Stage name, acting name. It's a stage name, and it's from Luke Cage. Like, he's a big right. fan of the comics, and that's uh, how he landed on that. So... That is not the only Tim Burton one. Again, that's the most famous. But a couple of other Tim Burton ones that almost happened. There was going to be Tim Burton's Batman 3. So you have Batman with Michael Keaton. Then you have Batman Returns. And then you have the two Joel Schumacher Batman, which are all technically in the same universe. Even though they have Val Kilmer and George Clooney, it's supposed to be in the same universe. But there was supposed to be a sequel to Batman Returns. However, McDonald's was very upset because that movie was very Tim Burton and they could not sell you know as many you know happy meals and all that other bullshit so they they pulled the plug on it but going into it originally i think it was supposed to be a planned trilogy for Burton to have three batman movies which i would have been i would have been into i think i honestly thought that batman returns was better than batman i might be in the minority there but i actually thought that was a better movie yeah i could see that i i i think i would go with the first Batman just because of the Joker, but you know, Batman Returns definitely like it's just so weird, like it's just ridiculous. But it is, it could be. I mean, they're they're, they're similar to me. I, I would give you that. I mean, it gets so much worse like the next two, so it couldn't have been worse than those ones, right? Now Tim Burton also, so he's told you're done after Batman Returns, but there was a chance there was going to be a Tim Burton's Catwoman movie. And this was supposed to be with Michelle Pfeiffer still attached as well. And it eventually got scrapped. But which, what a shame! Because then that spawned the other Catwoman movie. I'm, I'm sure. Yes, right. So that was 2004 with Halle Berry, and that was that might be the worst comic book movie of all time. I think so. But ho- oh boy, would I have loved to see an hour and a half, two hours of Michelle Pfeiffer slinking around in that suit. Uh, yes, I, I you know for what I mean. Sure, I, yes, I do know what you mean. Yeah. How about this one? This one's right up your alley. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. Now, this is reading from Screen Rant. It says, while Spider-Man 3 is still the most financially successful entry, it is widely considered to be a disappointment, which is true. But given the money it made, Sam Raimi still agrees to return for a sequel. The plot is a more traditional Spider-Man story like the first two, more in line with Raimi's comfort zone of the earlier comics. 
John Malkovich is courted for the role of the Vulture, while Anne Hathaway joins as a new character, the Vultress. What do you think of that part? You had me until you said Anne Hathaway, Vultress. Yeah. Mal- I think Malkovich is good. Cra- like The way I've always liked the character of Vulture is if you read, and I said this before, if you read the Spider-Man noir run, yeah. um, that Vulture, like, is like, uh, he like eats kids and stuff, and it's like super, super dark. Mm-hmm. And he's just like this old, like, creep. And I think Malkovich could have pulled something like that off, especially with Raimi having that kind of like horror chops in his repertoire. I think that would have been a kind of a cool avenue to, to, uh, to go down. Yeah. But again, I mean, I think. For sure. He got, he got a little too sh- shoemockery with it where it got too cartoony. Well, Spider Man 3 was just a mess, and there was too many villains in it, and you were trying to establish too much stuff, and it, w- it was bad. And so I yeah. think because that one was bad, like ultimately it says that, you know, the studio and Raimi kind of broke apart, and then they eventually did the reboot with the amazing Spider Man anyway. But I think. Had you guaranteed Raimi was going to get a fourth Spider-Man, I bet the third one would have been better because you wouldn't have had to like shoehorn so much. Like, oh, now we're doing Venom. It's like you're not doing Venom. Like, get get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, stop, stop. Well, the only thing that bothered me about the Raimi Spider-Mans is there was no like there was some continuity between the movies, but they're pretty much standalone movies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no storyline that kind because of, when you pick up Spider-Man two, like. Peter and Mary Jane are in completely different places. They're not in high school anymore, and they're completely different places in their lives. And then same with three. Like, it, yeah. it, there's no, like, it picks up right where it left off kind of thing. So right. they're basically right. standalone movies. So, um, I mean, if you think of, like, how comic... And, and remember, I think the first one of those... I think the first Spider-Man came out, like, 2001. Yeah, it sounds right. Like, one or two. So, yeah, right around yeah, there. So it's crazy to me that, you know, we've come this far. With yeah. all of these movies, you know. So, but I think if they had to do those, if those never happened, they had to do them all over again. I think that, like, Homecoming is now the way. Yeah, that's that. the that's the way to do it. In fact, mm-hmm. we have a couple of others on this list that are also Spider Man. So, oh yeah, uh, James Cameron's Spider Man, and so Screen Rant says it's a bit of a, a legend at this point. But apparently, Cameron wrote a screenplay that's centered on a teenage Peter Parker with a few concepts like organic webbing. That made it into the eventual film. However, there were other more surprising concepts in his script, too. For example, Spider-Man would swear a whole lot more than people were used to, and plenty of adult humor would be in store. Apparently, it's going to be edgier and darker, and I guess Marvel was not exactly uh, on board with this. And how about this? Uh, Possibility of Edward Furlong or Leonardo DiCaprio playing Spider-Man. Again, this was going to be, I guess, 90s, right? Yeah, and, so that would have worked time wise. And I think they but, wanted Electro and Sandman. And then they said, wasn't there one thing that had one one version of the script had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doctor Octopus, uh, Doctor Otto Octavius? Which, again, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, at the time, like James Cameron had probably just coming off Terminator Two, so that's why you get Furlong and that's why you get Schwarzenegger in the mix, right? Um, and then with, you know, Titanic, you know, he had DiCaprio in his stable and all that stuff. So, I mean, all of this makes sense. Hmm. There is a version of this screenplay that you can actually find online. Oh, the James Cameron one? Oh, yeah. Which is, and it's interesting. I mean, all those things you talked about, they're in it. And there's like a, there's a rump between Peter and Mary Jane on top of a bridge. Oh, hey. How about that? It's a little bit more adult. Now, Again, in the 90s, I mean, these movies don't exist. So how you would have, well, you know, Batman was around, but, like, that was not anywhere near, like, that hard R. You know what I mean? No. God, no. Definitely didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, there was also the idea of the Amazing Spider-Man 3 
And again, Amazing Spider-Man 2. What's a worse movie? The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3? I think uh, in terms of movie, I think Spider-Man 3 is, is, a, is a worse movie, just mm. for what they did with the characters and how cartoony it is. But I think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is just like a complete, it's a waste of time. Like one's a bad movie, the other one's just a waste of time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that does make sense. Now, apparently in The Amazing Spider-Man 3, because you remember they sort of teased the Sinister Six, which we'll get to actually in a second, but they teased that. So the rumors for The Amazing Spider-Man 3 is they were going to include every villain from the Sinister Six. Uh, Sinister Six. There was going to be a Venom story arc. They were going to bring Norman Osborn back. They were going to have Mary Jane uh, back in there as well. Like There was just a whole lot going on, but ultimately... It got scrapped, and that's for the best. And like as you said, eventually led to uh, you know homecoming and sort of the collaboration with Marvel. So that's definitely and what, good. And what kills me is like how, like you saw in Spider-Man Three, they had three villains in that movie. Yes, and that's part of the, so they had James Franco as the new Green Goblin, and they had Sandman, and they had Venom. Which the how the hell you cast Topher Grace as Venom? Like, what the hell? Just oh my god, Terrible. so bad, so bad, terrible, and um. So you had three villains, and you're like, ah, oh, it was kind of bloated, it didn't work. Let's do six. <laughs> like, what the, hell, what the hell are you thinking? That's literally doubling down on a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, terrible. And then you had Paul Giamatti make that brief stint as Rhino, and Jesus, was that bad. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right. The Rhino. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, They've you're going to bring him back? And then all of a sudden, then you go to Homecoming, and you cast Michael Keaton as Vulture, and it's the best out of all of them. Like, since, since Willem Dafoe, or, you know, Alfred Molina was obviously good as Doc Ock, and those Yeah, Mo- yeah Molina was the best out of those. But. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so then there was supposed to be a Sinister Six movie. So when they launched the Amazing Spider-Man, like the, the Garfield Spider-Man movies, like the yep. Sinister Six, and if you go back and watch the Amazing Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man 2, you can see all the setups for it. But it just didn't happen. Like, there was going to be a Venom movie in that universe. There was going to be uh, the Sinister Six, which is really hard to say. But that was going to be in there as well. But so they scrapped all of that. Uh, this next one is one of my favorite ideas. This is Green Arrow called Escape from Supermax. And so this was uh, David S. Goyer, who wrote Blade and the Dark Knight Trilogy. He uh, has written and been attached to many comic book projects, the Screen Rant says, but many... Uh, maybe none are more exciting or ambitious than the premise for Green Arrow Escape from Supermax. Uh, it says, while a Green Arrow movie seems random, especially before the TV series, the concept of a superhero getting locked inside a prison with all his villains is simply too good to be true. That's exactly what it was. Warner Brothers was unsure of the concept. They didn't think that a movie that focuses so much on the villains will work and ultimately pass on it. Of course, they must have changed their minds at some point as they would release the financially successful but extremely divisive Suicide Squad a few years later. But basically, you would get... It sounds like Arkham Asylum, but with Green Arrow. I, yes. It would have been amazing. This would have been a great movie, but they were scared off by it. Yeah, and I think... And again, this is correct me if I'm wrong, but the premise is, like you said, uh, Oliver goes into the Supermax prison and decides to break out. Instead of doing his time and getting his good time like a good boy, he's going to break out of this prison. And, and it's like all the so, guys that he helped put in there. Like it's kind of a, a, yeah. an easy storyline in that regard, but it allows you to have who, like Deathstroke and Deadshot and who, whoever the hell you want to throw in there. You know, a lot of the guys from the Suicide Squad, if you want to have Killer Croc, like who, it doesn't matter. Like put, 
put a bunch of these different villains in there, and it would have been great. I don't know who they would have cast. I don't even know if it got that far. Like, I don't know who would have played Green Arrow. I think Stephen Amell, who's who's on the TV show, is good. But you might need somebody that's a little bit better actor, I guess, for the actual movie. Here's an idea. What about Jeremy Renner? (laughs) <laughs> that'd be good where, hashtag where's Hawkeye yeah. where, uh, uh, but 10 years so this is 10 years ago you know they're like nah I don't know if there's a good idea if you'd pitch this movie now I think I'd be like that's a good idea I think they would they'd be like hey can we uh, shove it into the DCEU <laughs> let's, let's go for it yeah. uh, there was supposed to be a Batman Beyond movie what do you think of that um, this animated was, or live action? I, I, I've never gotten a straight answer on this, whether it would have been animated or live action. Uh, that is a good question. I would hope, I mean, you could give it a shot either way, to be honest. But this was following the Schumacher Batman, because there was that time there that, you know, where Batman and Robin may have killed the character prior to yep. Batman Begins. There was the thought of maybe doing Batman Beyond. There was also this thought, Darren Aronofsky was going to do Batman Year One, which is one of our favorite graphic novels from Frank Miller. Yeah. Um, and Frank Miller was set to write it, right? Yes. Yeah. And so you have Aronofsky, who at the... When was this... Uh, I, don't, I don't have a date on this. I, not in my notes. But it, it, I think they... It would, in lieu of this, they went with the Nolan one instead. Yeah, this, this was pre-Batman Begins, yeah. Okay. So at this point, Aronofsky has done some really good things. Um, this is before The Wrestler, though, I believe, which I think is, is one of his better movies. But Yeah. Um, he's gotten into that whole, like, sniffing his own farts territory now. I know. I, I think. Uh, yeah, because he did, what, obviously, Requiem for a Dream, Pie, yep. uh, The Wrestler, one of the newer ones. I mean, I know he did Mother. He did Black Swan. Black Swan, that's uh, the one I was thinking yeah. of, yeah. So, I mean, he has chopped. And I think at the time when this was new and this was fresh and he had Frank Miller on board writing it, and I think they were coming right off Sin City. Um, if my timeline is correct, like Frank Miller is like kind of hot right now. Yes. This could, this could have been something. Yeah, this um, is like early it, 2000s, maybe like 03, 04. And guess who Aronofsky wanted to play Bruce Wayne? Who you got? Joaquin Phoenix. Not bad. He's a great actor, but he's a bit of a whack job well that's and but if you read like the notes on like what this movie would have been it made sense that's true yeah oh yeah yeah he would he would have been he's like a homeless type guy like yeah he was not like this rich kid he was actually like so came from the what do they call it in the the, the lowers yeah i think so the, yeah, they yeah. Call it? and i think they were saying that instead of like a bat suit it was going to be like a hockey mask and a cape and then it would eventually become and then he had what was the other yeah, thing then you'd upgrade he, i wrote it in my notes he had uh, his he befriended a mechanic named Al who makes the Batmobile for him. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's not exactly Alfred and Lucius Fox. It's Al. <laughs> yeah, it's like Al and Lou. You know. Um, and I remember in that in that Frank Miller run too that the Batmobile it had a very like normal look to it. Yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's Just, true. Yeah, I mean, I. Would have been interesting for sure. I mean, Batman Begins. We really can't complain. Like that movie is all just awesome. So, and my favorite part was that Catwoman was going to be in this movie, and she was a dominatrix prostitute. Yeah, just like in the in the comic, right? How about that? A little Selena Kyle. Ba 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 boom. Ba ba boom. Hot to Uh Here's another one, and and so this is. I think a lot of people knew about this, but during the X Men run, there's obviously X Men X Two, X Men Last Stand. Then there was X Men Origins Wolverine. 
and the reason why they didn't just call it Wolverine was because they were going to do a whole X-Men Origins yep. series, a whole run, and one of the first ones was going to be Magneto, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, Magneto is got a great story, like an unbelievable backstory when you're talking about you know, Nazi Germany and the concentration camps. But how about this? They were literally, this was, this is what's going to happen. They wanted to bring back Ian McClellan, which you're like, okay, that makes sense. They're going to de-age him for a story about his younger days, tracking down the Nazis that were responsible for murdering his parents. But, so they said here, this is again, screen rant, the prospect of digitally de-aging McClellan for the duration of an entire feature proves to be an extremely costly one, leading them uh, uncertain of what to do with their lead character. So they were and going to de-age yeah, him movie. for a fucking entire movie. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Or just gradually undo it as the movie comes on. Yeah, right. Like, like goes on. Each yeah. day, like he's he's now two weeks, he's two yeah. weeks older. But yeah, that's, that's nuts. It, like we've seen some good de-aging, like uh, Michael Douglas yeah. and Ant-Man and uh, Tony Stark and uh, Civil War, like we or uh, Robert Downey. That Jr. one was crazy because he looked exactly like he did as a teenager. Yeah, and Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell in Guardians. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. yeah. So they've done some good ones, but so because Magneto X Men Origins Magneto probably would have been a really good movie, but it would have been. And then, well, you so, know what? This is one of those ones I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because this gave us First Class, which is arguably did. the best. Of the X-Men movies. And you know what? They just cast a another really good actor instead of de-aging Ian McClellan for the entire movie. Right. They got Fassbender instead, which is, he's a phenomenal actor. How about this uh, one? Assassin's Creed notwithstanding. No, oh, that's true. Here's one I, w- I would add, speaking of X-Men movies, although it hasn't officially been canceled, but maybe just for your sake, uh, Gambit. It's not happening. It's not. It's not a. Can- yeah, it's a canceled movie. They put it on the list. Uh, add it to the list. Gam- Channing Tatum's Gambits. Put it. Put it on the list. How about this one? Wes Craven's Doctor Strange. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this idea came from. But so it says here in the early '90s, Marvel's success on screen is far from certain. After a slew of TV movies in the '70s, they released only Howard the Duck and straight-to-video adaptations of Captain America and The Punisher, all of which were poorly received. They license out the Doctor Strange character to straight-to-video empire Full Moon Entertainment, who lose the license while working on the feature, leaving it to be rebranded as Doctor Mordred. When the rights revert to Marvel, Wes Craven begins approaching the project as director. It is held up by the Dr. Mordred debacle for a brief period, and after that, it becomes a simple matter of cracking the script. When the project fails to materialize, Craven simply moves on to other projects, returning to the Elm Street franchise with New Nightmare, which itself paves the way for the success of Scream, thus revitalizing his career. So that one didn't really get too far down the road, but... Thank God. What, what, what do you think of now? You know what's funny though is Doctor Strange was directed by Scott Derrickson or Derrickson, yes. who is a horror Scott director. Scott Derrickson, <laughs> who was a horror director or is a horror director. So Doctor Strange actually does make sense with a horror guy, but I don't know if yeah. Wes Craven necessarily would. And I love Wes Craven, but I don't know about that one. How about no, this? No. How about a Neil Gaiman Guillermo del Toro Doctor Strange? Now you're talking. This now we're cooking with gas. Bananas. Yeah. These guys are two like, the best. I had heard of this one, but I didn't hear about the Wes Craven one. But this one I, I had heard about um, a while ago, and I'm like, yeah, dude, now yeah, we're talking. That one sounds just absolute cracker, so that would be good. <laughs> Obviously it didn't happen. I would, I would watch it. Here we go. Another director, Quentin Tarantino's Iron Man. 
and this was again an early pitch that they it was. My understanding was that like they were pitching it to different directors, and he was one of them. Yeah, it says but, the uh, the rights to the character were over on Fox back in 1999. Quentin Tarantino was approached to both write, I guess technically rewrite, because they may have had a script in the works, and direct the Iron Man film. It says details are so scarce that the project likely didn't go further than that, but uh, Screen Rant says, how can we pass up the prospect of a profane, witty, likely rated R Iron Man movie? What do you think of Tarantino doing any kind of comic book movie? Do you think he'd be good at that? Um, I think he's a big fan, and I think he would, given the right project, I think it would be good. But could you could you imagine, um, like, Rhodey and Tony Stark, like, both using the N-word, like, liberally throughout the entire movie? Yeah. That's, what's good. That's what you're going to get. That is and what you, you know get. that, like, Samuel L. Jackson's playing Rhodey as War Machine. That's true. You take Nick and Fury. Travolta, Travolta's going to be uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> the, there you go. There's your movie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not for me. Yeah. Maybe let him do something else. Uh, there was supposed to be uh, Stuart Gordon's Iron Man. So this is also from the early 90s. Of course, uh, Stuart Gordon from Reanimator. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> same type of idea, uh, giving him a chance at Iron Man. Obviously, that didn't... Now, you got to remember, too, like Iron Man in the early 90s, early to mid-90s, is not at all what people think of Iron Man now. Like, it's not even close. No, not at all. Like, he was, like, all but forgotten. Like, he was, like, second rate. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Now, there was uh, a, a She-Hulk movie in the late 80s. There's was actually a, uh, a B-movie director begins working on a She-Hulk movie and potential TV series that will loosely connect to the successful Incredible Hulk show. There's still room... She-Hulk or Incredible Hulk show? No, no, no. The She-Hulk show... It was a movie and a potential show, and it would have connected to the Hulk show. Interesting. I still think there's room for She-Hulk. She's not anywhere. Like I don't, I'm surprised oh, no. we haven't seen her on in a movie yet. And maybe in Phase Three or what? What phase are we in right now? Uh, yeah, uh, Avengers Four is going to conclude Phase Three. Okay, so in Phase Four, maybe we get some She-Hulk action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peyton Reed, who directed <sighs> Ant Man, he was uh, mm-hmm. of course the guy who. Uh, replaced uh what's his nuts mckay no uh oh edgar wright edgar wright excuse me uh we should not refer to him as what's his nuts he is uh of course a very great director but peyton reed was once wanted to take marvel's uh fantastic four at one point and that again if this so this was the oh five Fantastic Four, not the uh, Michael B. Jordan Fantastic Four. So right. he would have directed that, and I think it would have been probably better. Like, it, like the, that one was was not great, but it was not the absolute disaster that the most recent one was. Well, it's funny if you think of in the nineties, you know, the, the the characters that were big. I mean, the Fantastic Four was a was a big get for was it Fox who who got them? Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, like Iron Man was nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that that was not a, like a. I think people kind of saw. Tony Stark is kind of a lesser, you know, Mr. Fantastic, you know. So yeah. it's interesting to me that the, the, this movie, like those movies got pushed. And it's almost like the Fantastic Four went down, Iron Man's stock went up, obviously. And, and since then, you know, the Fantastic Four, I think the comic has actually been canceled too. It's been absolutely crushed, like with all these good movies and this one's bad. And it's funny, I, I remember a while ago looking up uh, at Stan Lee's like Twitter handle, which I'm sure he doesn't even run, but like the Twitter bio was like creator of, and it was like Iron Man, like X Men, like Hulk, like, and it didn't include Fantastic Four. It was like even he's like ashamed of what they are. 
Now they yeah. were also now there was the Fantastic Four in 05. Then there was Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. This was originally intended to sort of introduce Silver Surfer prior to him getting his own movie, much like we've seen with, you know, Black Panther and Spider-Man and some of these other ones recently. And apparently Rise of the Silver Surfer not only was so bad, but you remember how they used Galactus and like how it was just like a space cloud and it was like terrible and you were like to really squint to see if that was even like a thing. Like you didn't know what yeah, it was. Right. I guess that he's a big part of the Silver Surfer's origin, obviously, and it was just right. received so poorly that they had to scrap a Silver Surfer movie altogether. Who is a guy that if Marvel had his complete rights should definitely be in the Infinity War. Well, he is. That's the big rumor is that he might appear in Infinity War. Oh, that would be very exciting on my end. Yep. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. of surfboards, uh-huh. speaking uh huh. Long pieces of wood. I oh, really, boy. I would have I a nice time. Blue. What about Hellboy three, Ryan? What about Hellboy three? Uh, apparently, there was supposed to be a Hellboy three. Um, and there wasn't. But this was supposed to be Del Toro and our guy Ron Perlman, who loves okay. himself a free drink. He loves himself. Free. And I like these movies, and I think a lot of people like these movies too. But I think they're right in that this was. They were good movies that weren't financially viable because they're just so niche. They're just so kind of cult mm-hmm. that it had a built in fan base, but that fan base isn't huge. No. No, I know. You know and, it, and it wasn't enough. You're, you're alienating the, the Christian population of moviegoers, you know, by throwing a demon in there who's red, I guess. Yeah. Called Hellboy. Sure. No good Catholic wants to see that, especially around Easter time, which no, we are right we're, now. We're sneaking right up on it. We are. We are, <laughs> we are just. <laughs> we're all around way it. Way into Lent right now. Uh-huh. We are all around but, it. Hey, there was supposed to be at one point a Dazzler movie. And why? This was supposed to be. Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> they wanted Bo Derek to be in it. Of course they did. She, of course, was in two of the worst movies of all time that we covered uh, a couple of episodes ago, uh, yep. including that one where her husband, who was 50 years older than her, had a heart attack, could no longer have sex, so he killed himself, and then they tried to drown somebody so he could take over his, his body. And that movie is Ghost Dad. There it is. Bill Cosby. How about uh, the Wachowskis? <laughs> they were going to do a Plastic Man movie. And I remember, I remember hearing this news like way back in the day, like Matrix days. Yeah, you know where they where they were attached to this, and the, then they wound up doing like Speed Racer. Which they, was, what the hell was that? Yeah, I don't know. And so, do you know who they wanted to play? Speaking of speed of course, for Plastic Man, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is Plastic Man. And there was uh, there was there was one point. It was between Keanu Reeves and Jim Carrey. Oh boy. That would you imagine weird. That, those, that bucket of crazy with the Wachowskis and Jim Carrey together? And that, that would have been insane. That would have been just nuts. They would that that film would have been like it is now canceled. Would not yeah. have worked. Um, I think David Tennant was also rumored at one point to be in there as Plastic Man. He'd be actually <laughs> a pretty good Plastic Man, I think. Yeah, I think now. Yeah, now he's Purple Man. Now he's Purple Man. There was supposed to be a Hawk Man. I can't really get on board with Hawk Man. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't fuck with Hawkman. Nah, I'm out. You know, you know, I, I I mess with the Hawkmen from Flash Gordon. Yes, those guys I get down with. Yes, yeah, I'm to out. The of music Hawkman. of Queen. He you sucks. I, mean? the, I do. I know exactly what you mean. Hawkman was supposed was in the uh, Arrowverse, and he was terrible. They had to, like write him out. He was in like Legends of Tomorrow, and he was just was trash. They had to get rid of him. So what's 
so what's the deal with Hawk? I, I don't even know, and this is embarrassing, I don't even know anything about Hawkman. I know there's a Hawk girl. Yeah, there's a Hawk girl and a Hawk man. Are they brother and sister, or what's their, what's their deal? I think they're lovers. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I think they're lovers, and they can fly because they have hawk-like wings. Are those actual wings, or are they just like a suit? I think it's like kind of like uh, Archangel in a way. I could be I could be speaking out of school here, but I think it's more like the I think it's their interpretation of Angel from. Oh, you know Archangel. what I am confident in though. What's that? Hard pass. Yeah, hard out, pass on out that. on yeah. Hawkman. Now this is one that we brought up at the time when Wonder Woman came out, but Josh Joss Whedon wanted to do a Wonder Woman movie uh, much earlier than the Gail Gadot. Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman movie, and that makes a little bit of sense with you know Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly and all the stuff that he did there. But obviously, yeah, never and the came. fact and the fact that when you the details of that script came out, it was focused on the perspective of of Steve Trevor and not Diana. Yeah, that's not great. That's not especially with the news with Joss. You know, that's not a good look. No, for you, my guy. No, it's no, it's not. No, no, it's not. Uh, Ryan, there was supposed to be a, a different Batman versus Superman movie. There probably should have been. Let me, yeah, there probably should have been. Let me read from uh, Screen Rant here. So Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, released in 2016, but the concept had been waiting at uh, Warner Brothers for many years prior. All the way back in 2002, Akiva Goldsman wrote a script for Batman versus Superman. The premise remained mostly the same. Uh, though with a larger emphasis on the rivalry of the two. A retired Batman would be grieving the loss of his loved ones, Alfred, Dick, Gordon, basically everyone, while Superman would be dealing with his recent divorce from Lois Lane. Even Superman can't make it work. Uh, 50% of all marriages. Uh, Similar to the movie we actually saw, Batman versus Superman would feature a convoluted scheme by Lex Luthor that got the two to fight, a plot involving the Joker and a made-up love interest for Bruce. In the end, the Bruce and Clark uh, would set aside their differences and team up against the villainous Lex, as they do. Uh, obviously, that was canceled. They they ended up going on to make the movies that they did. But so basically, Batman has nobody left in this scenario, and Superman got a divorce. <laughs> yeah, so they're both going through like a midlife crisis, pretty much. So they decide to fight each other. So they're like, what do you, what do old guys do? They get angry. Mm-hmm. They get, now, would this feature a Carrie Kelly? That would that would be something. I would hope. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say, but maybe it would. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be something, huh? That'd be something. But I like that idea. I like the idea of like you know the Dark Knight Returns. I like, I like playing with that. And I, again, I said this when that movie came out. I feel like Snyder just kind of wasted such good source material with the Dark Knight Returns. In that Batman's been out of the game for a little bit. Oh, for sure. And yeah. he's got nobody because mm-hmm. Alfred's been dead because Alfred was old. He's when old he was dude. a kid. You know, so he's been dead for a while. He's really got no one to help him. Mm-hmm. So he's been out of the game and focusing on other things. And then, you know, he tries to he gets mugged in the street. And then he's Batman. He goes fucking crazy and he's Batman again. Like, that's a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, but they just threw it all together. So you can't really go back and do yeah. anything else. Uh, the last one on the list here that I got would be Justice League Mortal. So there was going to be a, a Justice League. In fact, George Miller did Mad yeah. Max Fury Road, was going to do this Justice League. And how about this? Uh, so this one was actually kind of far. Like They did pre-production. They had costumes. They had sets built. There was a lot of design already put in place. But uh, apparently this, this all happened. The costume designer died. The writer's strike hit. 
And then the project was held up so long that the actors' options lapsed. So they were basically like under contract, but then they delayed it for so long, and they were like, all right, we're, we're out of here now. And then I read something that, like, George Miller obviously is based in Australia, and they tried to move the production from Australia to Canada. Oh, boy. And then he backed out? Yeah. Or something like that. But, like, this is a miss, because if you think of George Miller's, you look at all the Mad Max movies and how, he, how much he did with, like, low-budget stuff. And then, in Fury Road, they actually gave him a budget, and that movie was badass. Yeah, it was nuts. You know, so if you you actually gave him the money to do something like that, I mean, I think that would have been a hit. All right. Or or it's something I would have been interested in seeing. Yeah, no, that's true. So speaking of that, which movie out of all of these would you have most wanted to see them make? (sighs) Most wanted to see them make. Um, Honestly, for me, probably the... Uh, Game in Del Toro, Doctor Strange, I think would have been one of, like yeah. for me, that would have been something I wanted to see. Yeah, that's a really good one. I think that that would be good. I would, for me, I think it would be the Green Arrow Escape from Supermax movie. And that's that's right up there. I mean, yeah. putting a hero into a Supermax prison for a crime he didn't commit. Like you said, it's a little played, but yeah, if you, whoever you brought in, like that would have been a cool see who they brought in for that. And that's really good because you could get a bunch of villains, and then that'd be a time where, unlike Spider-Man Three, like you're not trying to establish this whole story with each one, but like you have them appear, and I think that would have been pretty cool, like within the jail. Um, and Aronofsky, the Batman Year One, like uh, yeah, if, if someone good. pitched, I'd be like, I'm listening. Like, go on. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would. I wanted to know more about that. And then obviously the Nicolas Cage Superman, just for comedic sake. Just, like, I want to yeah. see, and you know, I I read the. <laughs> Like, what if there was like some alternate universe where these movies existed that we could go and like watch them, like on Rick <laughs> and they, Morty? Like, they have all been made already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tim all these bad movies got made, pumping out sequels to Batman and making Catwoman spinoffs. Yeah, be pretty good. Been great. All right, Ryan, you got anything else on that, or should we just keep moving here? No, those are, those are that's a comprehensive list, and all movies that are that are teeter on. Damn it, that would have been good. To wow, that would have been so bad, but I need to see it. Yeah, exactly. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, kick, receive, defer, defend a goal. So the second week in a row, I will receive, and this should be a no-brainer, Richard. Oh, my God. Illusion grips. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to hit them hard this week, but, you know, they've uh, reach out to Kyle at illusiongrips.com and get yourself some, th- some things on the low-low. Um, again, you know, they're quality, it's quality stuff. Uh, Rich, you should be getting yours anytime soon. So thank you. Yep. So, um, we will be, uh, pushing that on the video game minute and make sure you give those guys a like and a follow and all that stuff and make sure you hit them up. All right. Very good. Illusion grips. Thank you very much, Ryan. My pick of the podcast. I saw the Natalie Portman film annihilation. Did you? It is crazy. Is it good? Yes. Yes. Lady Science, the movie, is a good movie? Uh, Well, I was watching it, and I'm like, well, mm, this reminds me a lot of Stranger Things. Like, it's basically the Upside Down, but on, you know, with women, with, like, adult women rather than kids. Sure. But it's a little bit different. I guess it's a book, which I've never read. It's, like, three books, and I think this is the first book or whatever. But, like, there was a few times where, just out loud, you say, what the fuck? Like, it's just, like, (laughs) it's that kind of movie, you know? Yeah, and like I like Natalie Portman anyway, but the movie—it's like over two hours long, but you know it kept my attention, which can be difficult to do. And I, yes. so I recommend it. I like—I think Annihilation, especially for you sci-fi fans out there, is pretty, pretty solid. I'll check it out next week, Ryan. I believe we have a double dork. 
Hey, no. A double dork week. We're going to do Ready Player One. So i gotta, yep. I got to hit up the theater this weekend, see Ready Player One. And then also we're going to give Davey this one off, but we're going to do a WrestleMania 34 preview. It is WrestleMania season. Uh, Dale Arnold and Jason Rossi will join me for a full WrestleMania preview. But they'll both be out next week. We'll do all the bells and whistles, obviously, on the Ready Player One, your pick of the pod, your This Week in Dork, Davey's Video Game Minute. That'll be out the normal day. I think we'll probably do the WrestleMania preview like Wednesday. So... You know, because we gotta right watch. On, you gotta watch Raw and SmackDown. You know, you gotta be ready for for all those things. You sure do. You sure do. And Ryan, let Ronda me, Rousey gonna be in WrestleMania? Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. Good hey, for her. Hey, let me uh, remind the listener that we have a pretty special event coming up on April twenty second. Show enough. That would be a uh, Sunday. It's a believe, Sunday. Sunday uh, at four o'clock at Idle Hands Brewery in Malden, Massachusetts. Get your sweet ass to Idle Hands. Save the fucking date. That would be S T F D, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got that. Yep. S T F D. And that would be, we're going to be doing our live Infinity War preview. Sorry, I think my, Love it. my brain's shutting down right now. But we're going to be doing a, a preview. Mac and Goo will be there. The Boxers will be there. Uncle Buck will be there. And there'll be a lot of beer. So worst case scenario, you just have a bunch of beers that day. Best case scenario, you have the beers, you listen to us, and we, we have a good old time talking about Infinity War. So that'll be April 22nd, 4 o'clock at Idle Hands. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all of that stuff. We are at Dork Podcast on Twitter. We are YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. You can also email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if the people want to follow just you, Ryan, where can they do that? They can follow me at, at D on any and all social media platforms. Nice. Including Twitch, which Ryan Including is on Twitch. there uh, yep. a bit doing different games. Did you Twitch Far Cry at all or no? Not yet. Not right. yet. I, I wanted to get past like all like the how-tos and stuff before. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. You know what I mean? Because that's boring. If you're watching like, a lot of cutscenes and all that, that's, that sucks. I hear you. All right, Ryan, do you have anything else you want to leave us with? Uh, yeah, since we are going into the Far... Since you asked about Far Cry again, I will tell you that there is a secret ending to the game that you can unlock within 10 minutes of starting it. So, Oh, wait a minute. Pay attention to that. Yep. You can, just, you can end the game in 10 minutes? Yeah, so they did this in Far Cry 4, too, and I'll, just, I'll tell you how to do it, if you, if, if you would indulge me one minute. Sure. So, it, like in Far Cry 4, the, the main protagonist leaves the room and tells you to, like, wait in Far Cry 4, and if you just sit there and wait, the game ends. <laughs> he like comes back and he's like, "All right, game over." Um, and then uh, in Far Cry Five, you're supposed to arrest this leader of this cult, and you're supposed to put the handcuffs on him. And if you just don't press the button, eventually the sheriff of the town puts his hands down and says, "Like, let's just get out of here." And the game's the game ends. That's kind of funny, so, though. It's a nice little uh, nice little achievement for you to unlock, courtesy of me. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's a free one. There's there you a, go. a free one right there. All right, perfect. That'll do it again next week. Ready Player One. And if you don't have a chance to see it in the theater this week, don't worry. We, of course, will always do a spoiler-free edition uh, to start. So Ready Player One and WrestleMania 34. And, uh, hey, less than a month, we will see you at Idle Hands. We will see you on another time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.